Hi everyone, this is Nicole and you are listening to a podcast series called BookTok by Mafemu.com. Today's focus will be The Power by Naomi Alderman. This book came into my hands completely by chance, as it was the main read in a book surprise box I have subscribed to, Yeah, Book Nerds United. It was first published in 2016 by Penguin Books and it has won the Bailey's Women's Prize for Fiction in 2017. It was also fourth in the Times list of the 10 best books in 2017 and Barack Obama named it as one of that year's favorites. It is a dystopian novel which is not usually my cup of tea but this book was a pleasant surprise. Let's move on to the plot. Spoiler alerts. Imagine if in today's world women developed the power to produce electrical shocks from their hands, thus becoming the dominant sex. Interesting, huh? So the main story is framed as a manuscript written by an aspiring male author who sends his work to a well-known and influential female writer to give him her opinion about it. It is characteristic how the male writer is named Neil Adam Almon, which is an anagram of the actual writer's name. According to Neil, the story is not history but not fiction either, and it is set 5,000 years before the world was reassembled as the matriarchy Neil lives in. We see the events unfolding through the eyes of the four main characters. Roxy is an English teen whose mother is attacked and murdered. She finds shelter and eventually takes over her father's criminal organization. Ali is a young girl who has suffered abuse in the hands of her foster father. After she kills him with her new power, she hides in a convent, where she sets her identity to become Mother Eve, the spiritual guide of the evolving feminist movement. Margot is an American politician whose power is awakened by her teenage daughter Jocelyn. Jocelyn can't seem to be able to hold her power steady and Margot, after becoming governor, creates camps for girls to get training on how to use their power. The only male main character is Tunde Ede, a Nigerian journalist who is the first to capture the power's demonstration on video. Throughout the book, he travels around the world documenting the women's movement as it rises to power. The first part of the book is the actualization of the women's empowerment fantasy. So abuse victims are shocking their abusers and human trafficking victims free themselves and take revenge on those that have been exploiting them for so long. Women oppressed by patriarchal religious systems find the courage to protest and reclaim their rights and their position in society. Many contemporary social situations which are ingrained with sexism now become reversed. For example, a serious male newscaster and his only for show female partner quickly become a serious female newscaster who soon gets a silly male partner of her own. Also, when Tunde has sex for the first time, he is shocked by the girl he is with and he associates this pain with pleasure, as happens with the pain a woman experiences when penetrated for the first time. Considering all the above, Alderman has managed to flip the power dynamics and has given strength both literally and metaphorically to women creating a matriarchy, which of course is not a utopia.
The second part of the book depicts how women drunk by the power they discovered go further from just exacting revenge from those that have harmed them. There are men being harassed or assaulted by groups of women or refugees killed without any discrimination by Rose. A former first lady of Moldova, Tatiana Moskalev, kills his husband, the president, and re-establishes the country as matriarchy, but soon we see her behavior change. She becomes erratic and leans toward uh, a violent dictatorship until she becomes paranoid and Mother Eve slash Ali kills her. Soon these recordings of this global phenomenon get stolen and plagiarized by a former female colleague of his who presents his work as her own. The book finishes with Alderman's suggestion to Nils, which is that it would be better to publish the book under a woman's name due to its provocative content. Ironic, isn't it? What I enjoyed? Well, I found the book really thought-provoking and even disturbing at some points. It uh, presents themes such as power and violence, corruption, stereotypical gender representation, religion, revolution, and its consequences in a very articulate manner, which forces you to think and reassess your previous views. A failure on the part of the book is the absence of the trans community and its destiny. So, would a trans man or woman have the power or not? In general, I appreciated the lack of didacticism in the book. It illuminates certain problematic aspects of society without saying how they should be. I also retain my hopes that we, as human beings, can do so much better than the world Alderman created. And here are some of my favorite quotes. It doesn't matter that she shouldn't, that she never would. What matters is that she could, if she wanted. The power to hurt is a kind of wealth. Gender is a shell game. What is a man? Whatever a woman isn't. What is a woman? Whatever a man is not. Tap on it and it's hollow. Look under the shells, it's not there. Don't forget to like and share. See you in the next episode.